I likely to be eaten by a crew. This predicament seems particularly cruel. Consider whose fault it would be. There's a torch or a match in your inventory. This is 8-Bit, Episode 10, Sexual Tension, on November 11th, 2012, and now, Foreigners Are Desirable. This episode is hosted by Ian Buck and Ian Decker, with guest Kyle Shaplowski. Oh. Alright, so let's talk about birthdays. Yeah, birthdays are fun. Yay! Today's the birthday of several important things, but neither of them, none of them are actually people. Oh, well, one of them is a person, actually. Vera, my laptop, has her second birthday today. Yay! But Vera's not a person. No. And Skyrim. What you think? Well, you know, sometimes, sometimes I wonder. Skyrim has its birthday today. But that's not a person either. Could be. Yes. <laughs> I'm and sure it's some people's best friend. Gabe Newell had a birthday recently. Is Gabe Newell a person? Gabe Newell is definitely a person. Not Talk. until he makes Half-Life 3. <laughs> he will not be considered a person until he gives us what we want. Exactly. So if you were to get Gabe Newell a present, what would you get him? I would, I would get him a note that says, please make Half-Life 3. <laughs> I would make him a copy of Half-Life 3. Uh, you could probably do it quicker. <laughs> <laughs> well, 4chan has a different answer. They uh, they put a hat in a crate and uh, went to Valve's headquarters and charged Gabe Newell $2.50 to open the crate and get the hat. Yay for 4chan. Yeah, well, yes, one of the few times that I'm going to say yay for 4chan. They are so clever. <laughs> this doesn't fit my face. They also, during that visit, um, 4chan, they asked him... If they the source engine rumors, you know, about them making a new source engine were true, and he basically said yes, they are working on a new engine, but they're not going to show it off until they have a game for it. And he said that he has nothing to say about Half Life Three. So it's confirmed, right? Half Life Three uh, be sor- engine. No, the, well, the engine is confirmed, but there's no games for it yet. Right, he said nothing about Half Life Three, so that means it's confirmed, right? Of course, yes, <laughs> entirely. Don't worry, it'll be announced at E three. <laughs> so many E3s we've been winning. Damn it, Gabe. <sighs> Gabe. Whatever shall we do with thee? Who knows? Great Xbox news, though. Oh, yeah. Um, the Xbox 360 is finally launching in Israel. Um, kind of late on the drop there, I do say, at Microsoft. But, uh, you know, I guess now it's a good thing that the Xbox has turned seven. You know, they can now release it in Israel. More birthdays. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Boysters, boysters everywhere. Also, uh, Xbox Smart Glass is out for iOS. It launched last week, I believe, on Android, and now it's out for iOS. So that's that's nice. I've been uh, I've been playing around with Smart Glass on my Android phone. It's it's pretty fun. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Is, is, it, is it actually useful? Well, I mean, if you don't, it's a it's a good way to like interact with your your Xbox in a different way besides your controller. So it works well as like an external remote or things mm-hmm. like that. It, it also allows you like depending on which app you have up to get pull extra information from it. Like I know right. I was watching the election on uh, my Xbox with the Xbox Live event player, and they were of showing. Of course me, you were. I know, right? <laughs> uh, they were showing me like the electoral map and different news articles about it on my. Smart Glass app, so it works pretty well. I, I think it's a good thing that they're moving mm-hmm. forward with something. That would be nice. And that it's not only offered on Windows 7 phones or 
stuff like oh, that. Oh, well, you know? then nobody would be able to use it, you know? That, I'm, well, well, yeah. Even Microsoft but isn't Microsoft, that I wouldn't blame, put it past them for doing something like that. Oh, silly Microsoft. Anyway, so the available storage for transferring Xbox profiles using a flash drive has been doubled to 320 gigabytes. 320? 320 is a lot. 322 gigabytes. I can read. I would like this 320 flash, 20 gig flash drive that you're speaking of. (laughs) Would you like an Xbox profile that takes 320 gigabytes? No, I wouldn't like that. That would be that's terrible. Bigger than my Xbox hard drive. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Microsoft. So, so even more Microsoft news. Apparently, they're supposed to be working on a seven-inch Xbox gaming tablet. We don't have much idea about what's going on with it, but it doesn't have any sort of like analog sticks or traditional buttons. So, we'll see what develops with that in the future. Mm-hmm. Four words: text-based multiplayer shooter. It's apparently a thing now. So if you remember, if you're old enough to remember Zork, I have no idea why you're listening to this podcast, but <laughs> if you remember Zork, think about that, but think about multiplayer and shooting. Gosh. I, yeah. I'm so curious as to figure out how this thing works. I'm so, sure I'm sure we can go play it. <laughs> then then my the only rapper who I actually like MC front a lot will write a song about it. Oh, that guy. We can only hope. Do you want me to... There was actually one of my favorite ones, um, and as geeky as this is, one of my favorite ones was all about Zerg or Zorg or... Zork? Zork. <laughs> there we go, Zork. Zerg is a thing, but it's not a game. <laughs> it's a you, game. I likely to be eaten by a crew. This predicament seems particularly cruel. Consider whose fault it would be. There's a torch or a match in your inventory. That's going to be stuck in my head for the rest of the day now. Thank you. Congratulations. Yep. <laughs> uh, would you like me to play it on the Hangout? No. Just put it in the show notes? Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's probably better for everyone. <laughs> I mean, you already pretty much sang everything that there is to that song. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose. All right, it is there. It is done. All right, so next? I am. Okay. So, sad day for Sony. PlayStation, the official magazine, will officially no longer exist. Oh, well. They weren't one of our sources anyway. Wait, PlayStation had a magazine? Yeah. It's, it was what? actually, it was actually done by Future Media or whatever, who are the same people that do PC Gamer Magazine. So, oh. I'm, I'm a, like, from the name, the official PlayStation magazine, you'd think that it would be, like, officially sanctioned by Sony, but obviously it wasn't Sony who was actually publishing it, so I don't know exactly how involved they were. Oh, well, I guess it's not such a sad day for them. Yeah. Nope. Uh, whatever. Shows how much I know. <laughs> so apparently, Daisy Bounty is a new take on the online multiplayer that we've all come to love and know, but it's... um. It's about where you pay a little money for a certain number of lives, and then you earn money in the server for playing, uh, for killing zombies and other players. Seems kind of just like they're trying to scam you out of money, even though they try to claim that that's not what it's all about. But the official developers of DayZ have not approved of this mod, or the way that they do it at all. So, get the real thing. Hmm. Well, it's it's even it's a mod that you have to run on top of the mod on top of Arma 2. So, why would anyone do this? Joe Dog, I heard you like mods. If they think they're good enough to win money off of it, I guess, you know, I mean... It, Are they trying to make it competitive day Z? Yes. So it would seem. Sort of, yeah. We'll see okay. how this, this plays out. It, I guess it's going to die in about a week. Yeah, <laughs> probably. 
So Mass Effect 3's Omega DLC will have a fir- a female Turian, which is a first. Um, so obviously you have to go buy it. Obviously, to compliment all the women wanting Garen, or not <laughs> Garen, um, Garrus. Garrus, yes. thank you. <laughs> Garrus Valerian. <laughs> Garrus Valerian. Or Vicarian. My gosh, I cannot remember anything. <laughs> it's like, is hard. when did we even start recording? But the thing is, is I don't even know when we started recording. Hey, we've been recording this whole time, and I just decided to start. Yeah, I um, noticed that. <laughs> You just got tired with all the all the BS and just like, you know what? We need to record. <laughs> yep. Like when Kyle and I were having a fart sound war. Oh, no. Oh, no. No, no, no. not again. No. <laughs> I, I won't subject the people to that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, fine. For now, they shall survive without pain. So Origin will be offering easy live streaming to Twitch TV in a coming update. Looks like they beat Steam to something after all. And that actually seems like something that would actually be useful. Mm-hmm. So, so, more time to your origins. Which means that, Mr. Buck, you and I can go and do the Mass Effect 3 multiplayer and then stream it live and then we put could. it on a show thing. If we had Twitch TV accounts. Well, that doesn't sound like it'd be too hard to do. Well, I mean, we don't, I'd, rather, I'd much rather stream it to a YouTube account because we already have one of those. Yeah, that's true. But, you know, whatever. Yeah, we'll find something or another. Yeah. I'm just waiting for the Twitch TV app to come to Xbox. Only a matter of time. Only Eventually. Of time. And, yeah, and the only other problem with this is that who has games on Origin anyway? Yeah, that's true. Unless you're playing Battlefield 3. Exactly. <laughs> oh, gosh. Something, um, speaking of like Origin and Mass Effect 3, I was uh, looking at the voice actors earlier, like this week, and something that came up that completely blew my mind away. I believe it was Buzz Alderaan. Buzz Aldrin? Aldrin. Aldrin. Alderaan? Alderaan. Why didn't he become part of the Star Wars universe? <laughs> but yeah, that astronaut was was actually a voice actor in Mass Effect Three. He was the stargazer at the very end of the credits. Oh, spoilers much? Yeah, I I do remember seeing that in the credits, and I was like, who was he? I haven't gotten through it all yet. God, don't talk about it. <laughs> it's not as if you know what's... Well, you have no no idea what I'd be talking about anyway. I'm just curious now. Who all were the other ones? Other, other than what? Other ones? That's voice the, actors. Also, I should remember to type on my the, desktop's all keyboard. voice actors in Mass Effect 3. That, that <laughs> takes a while. <laughs> not if you're on Wikipedia. Oh, of course. The wonderful Wikipedia. Well, while you're doing that, I guess I have more to announce. That uh, I know we've been talking a lot about the Star Wars The Old Republic going free to play. And good news, there's now a date. There's going to be November 15th. Finally, people will actually get to try Star Wars The Old Republic. And that's actually coming up really quick. I'm, yeah. pretty, I'm pretty excited about this. Unfortunately, I have lots of work to do right now. So, mm-hmm. Oh, well. It's overrated. Video games are where it's at. That's all you got to know. So there's an interesting concept that some engineers came up with. They've been experimenting with using a player's unique approach to solving puzzle games to verify a person's identity instead of using passwords. So maybe in the future we could maybe play some portal levels to log into Steam? I'd be down. Yeah, that does sound interesting, but it also takes probably a lot longer than... Insuring a password. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, well... Well, if you wanted it as like an option, you could probably do that, and then that'd be good. But anyway, I just have trouble seeing it catching on. 
Yeah, and it seems like something that can function pretty easily, but who knows? I guess I haven't seen it in action yet. What? What? <laughs> Never mind. His your 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 mic seems to be freaking out. Hello? I, I think it's I think it's his internet connection. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Gladys. <laughs> no. Kyle has become a part of the eight bit universe. No. You me? <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Apparently you not. have to be a permanent host as long as you can keep your voice like this the entire time. I can't hear anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, continuing on, and hopefully Kyle can get this thing figured out. According to the astronauts, former People Can Fly developers claim that the most emotionally engaging moments in video games happen when there isn't traditional gameplay going on. The Walking Dead is a great example of this. And I think that this brings back a lot of those quick time moment, uh, or that quick time moment discussion that we had a few episodes ago, mm-hmm. where it's not necessarily, there's so much that you could do with that to make it, I mean, there's definitely, gosh, I need to finish an idea before I start or stop talking, shouldn't I? Um, that was weird. I apologize. There's two of you now. <laughs> we have Kyle clones, <laughs> what is going on here? And there's your crotch, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> My crotch now has a face. <laughs> the pirate face. <laughs> this has been the most derailed podcast ever. Oh <laughs> of course, no one who's actually listening has any idea what's going on. You should start no. creating video podcasts just for these reasons. <laughs> oh, um, so for those of you who don't know what's going on, Google Hangout, the program that we use to record all of our podcasts has a bunch of different apps that you can do. One of them is called the Hangout Toolbox or like there's a Google Effects one, which is one in particular that I'm talking about. Uh, sorry rambling. about bringing up the Hangout Toolbox. But Just anyway, rambling. Shh, I'm getting there. They're faster. <laughs> I'm getting That's there. That's what she said. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. I'm sure she'd want it prolonged. Anyway... But so with Google Effects, something that you can do is put like hats and glasses and other silly things on you. So I had a pirate face going on. I had a pirate hat, eye patch, and then a beard and a mustache. And I'm also using two computers right now, my little netbook and my desktop. And my netbook, uh, which of course you can flip down, is now pointed at my crotch, putting effectively a mustache and an eye patch and a pirate hat on my crotch. A very concise explanation of what was going on indeed. And your extremely complicated setup that you have going on. <laughs> he's a uh, he's a niche user, <laughs> right? Of course. Well, I am a classics major. <laughs> I am the yeah. very definition of niche. That is very true. Shall we continue? Never. Yes. Um, All right. So apparently, there were Navy SEALs who consulted with EA for the new Medal of Honor Warfighter game. Uh, they are now being disciplined by disciplined by the Department of Defense for using classified material. With EA, which is unfortunate for them, but oh well. Now I'm just now I'm just curious as to what's going to be in there that was supposed to be classified. Yeah. Or what was supposed to be in there hmm. that's classified. Damn it. So does that mean you're going to go buy the game just to find out? No, this means I'm going to be a, go and become a Navy SEAL just so I can find out. Ah. Seems like a lot of work. That's that's a much better plan than going and buying a game. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It's not like becoming a Navy SEAL completely alters your life choices at all. 
Who needs free will? Well, actually, <laughs> Blizzard thinks that you should have free will. They believe that you should have the free will to be able to switch between, uh, you know, global regions at will. And I think I said will too many times. But, uh, yeah, no. So, so yes, they have uh, global play is coming soon. And that's where you can you can switch between regions, and, and of course your your profile and your rankings and everything won't be transferred between uh, regions. But you won't be you won't have to like make separate Battle.net accounts just to play you know on an Asian server or anything like that, which is nice. Allows you to test your skills against you know the Koreans. Oh, you, you're gonna die. <laughs> you're gonna die. <laughs> you don't have so, a chance. Mother of God, sentence with all the homophones. Which will will which which will. It actually makes sense if you slow it down later. Sure. Okay. I'll trust you on that one. So that's it for Lightning. Our We're on our main topic now, which is uh, Halo 4, of course. Clearly the game of the year. Can't be. It's not on PC, gamer. Well, it's not right. on PC. That's, that's clearly what marks a good game, is whether or not it's on PC, yep. jackass. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, I, did, I did find this wonderful, wonderful article on PC Gamer titled, Halo 4, definitely not coming to PC. Whoa, really? <laughs> Says nobody anywhere? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, that's true. No one really expected it to come to PC, but nope. who needs it on PC when you have a wonderful Xbox that you can play it on? Oh, yeah, especially <laughs> in Israel. Yes, yes, now all those Israelites can now play Halo 4 to their heart's content. Yay. But no, I, I actually went and picked this game up at midnight with all the all the screaming 12-year-olds who were <laughs> staying up late. No, there, there actually wasn't a lot of people at the GameStop I went to, but yeah. Screaming 12-year-olds are probably my f- most favorite thing to play against, as strange as that sounds, because they try and troll and they rage so hard that it's just that much fun to mess with them. That's true. That's true. They are. And they they take it so seriously, too. They're like, man, man. It's great. <laughs> seriously, it's a video game. Not that big of a deal. But whatever. Video games are life. Video games are life. What am I For saying? For to life. Anyone so, who says otherwise shouldn't be on this podcast. Well, okay, then I suppose I should get off. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes, go go live your life. Who needs life? Or whatever. Can, when, I can, when I can be Master Chief. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, I, uh, a life when I can be Master Bates. <laughs> Young Master Bates. <laughs> so that's, that's a little creepy, but anyway. <laughs> so how have you been enjoying the game? I I have been enjoying this game immensely. Um, it's I definitely think that 343 Studios has done well with this since it's transferred over to their hands from Bungie. Although I hear that a lot of 343 are former members of Bungie, so who knows? Who knows how it works? But mm-hmm. yeah, this it was definitely a good transition into it. It felt like this was a very solid game and everything. The campaign I felt was a little bit too short for my liking, but you done with it already? Yeah, the campaign didn't take me too long. But mm. you know, when it comes to you know these kinds of games. Um, you're not really playing it as much for the campaign, I would guess. A lot of people would say you're doing it more for the multiplayer, but I don't well, know. I, mul- uh, Halo does have a really good narrative, so I can I can see people just picking it up mostly for the campaign. And that's kind of what I was hoping would you know make it a little longer. It's a great campaign if you take out all the sexual tension between Cortana and Master Chief. <laughs> not even kidding. You can, you can cut it with a knife. 
<laughs> is a she's in the suit, so she could mess with things if she really wanted to. <laughs> and she's also going crazy throughout the entire game. So it's like Edie and Joker, but a little bit more insanity. Oh yeah, yeah. There's lots of times that she just goes insane and becomes extremely jealous within her insanity. Oh boy, it's it's kind of creepy at times, but you know, whatever. We're just holding it off as it's it's just their love of each other. They've been through so much. Oh, you know? of course. Right, right. So it works out well. I really enjoy um, the new weapons and enemies that they brought into the game. They brought in new enemies called the Prometheans, mm-hmm. which are forerunner. Uh, Robots, and they're they're similar to the Sentinels. If you've played other games, only there's just different types of them, like Promethean Knights, which are similar to Elites, or there's the wa- uh, the Crawlers, which are, I guess, the closest thing I can compare them to is Grunts, because they die in one headshot, but they they kind of look more like animals of some sort, like Panthers or something. But yeah, yeah, they're they're really cool. It's nice to like get new weapons and bring in new environments and everything because they're actually taking them to a Forerunner planet at this point. You just kind of show up there, and the Covenant are there trying to board your ship, and you're just basically on an, oh shit, how the hell do I fix everything mission. Mm. Mm-hmm. So is this, I'm, this is like the beginning of a new trilogy, so was it a good jumping in point for people who aren't really familiar with the rest of the Halo universe? No. No? <laughs> Definitely uh, not. If you don't know Halo, you're not going to understand what's going on in this game. But then again, I stopped understanding what was going on in Halo after Halo 1. (laughs) Fair enough. Yeah, it's kind of complicated and convoluted, but whatever. You know, What I did enjoy most about the the Halo games, especially Halo 3, was the multiplayer aspects of it. Wasn't a big fan of Reach. I know that might make some people mad, but I didn't think that Reach was a good addition to the the whole entire series as a whole, so... But Halo 4 is definitely better than that. Um, multiplayer is working out really well, I feel. Except I'm still waiting for them to add Griffball into the multiplayer <laughs> settings. Well, that's right. You used to do Griffball like, on an actual competitive scale, yes. right? Yes, I did. I was on the um, amateur AGLA circuit, the uh, uh, American Griffball League of America. <laughs> and you guys won, didn't you? We did. One year, we actually, uh, our team Red Ray won the championships. So we were we were pretty awesome yeah. with that. That was that was still back. What was that? That was actually during Halo Reach times when we were doing that one. So I mean, it was it was fun and all. I loved, but I haven't been able to get back into Griffball. It's just it takes a lot of time, you know. Who knows? Maybe I'll rejoin the leagues again sometime. I'd rather play Calvin Ball. Cal- Calvin Ball. Calvin Ball. Mm-hmm. Calvin and Hobbes. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Or Guild Wars 2. <laughs> Gosh. E-games, E-games, E-games. EA Sports. It's I mean, e- game. E- E-sports. EA Sports. Oh, boy. So, <laughs> looks like uh, Ryan's enjoying Guild Wars 2 right now as we speak. <laughs> oh, <right>. wonderful. <laughs> Speaking of which, I should add that to my contact thing in the show notes because I'm that's another place where you can find me now. Oh, yeah. Hey, this is this is like the best kind of uh, live streaming that I've ever seen <laughs> for a game. <laughs> Again, for those of you who can't see what Ryan is doing is he he's picking up the camera and he's pointing it as at his screen as he's going through the game. I love it when the when the webcam like tilts and 
pans around. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's now artistic because he's got canted camera angle. <laughs> so pretty! <laughs> now it's... Oh, upside down. <laughs> running on the ceiling, running oh, on the ceiling. This is, this is a wonderful audio podcast, by the way. Hey, I think I've been in that area. That's the Charholm world, right? Or, like, Charholm area? <laughs> You broke it. You broke it all. <laughs> Does that happen like if I bump the USB thing? Or no, it doesn't. Probably not. Seeing as I'm level eleven right now, no, working on getting that up. Too. Oh yeah, hey Halo Four. <laughs> Remember that Halo Four thing we were talking about? You know the game that was just released, which is way better than Guild Wars Two. <laughs> so. Uh, Speak, so let's talk about multiplayer. I heard that there were like server issues right at the beginning. Um, were there? I, I, I read that and I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then I think they resolved them pretty darn quickly. Well, I mean, when you're launching a game, there's no way you can really tell. You exactly. know, I'm pretty sure most games, especially big releases like that, are going to have server issues. But as long as they're on top of it, you know, it's not that serious of a deal, I feel. Yeah. As long as they're not as bad as, you know, any Battlefield game that I've started up playing. The first week you can't get into a match. <laughs> but I digress. No, no, I, I, my multiplayer experience with Halo 4 has been nothing but amazing and successful. But I think that's also because I mute everyone that I <laughs> play against, so I don't have to deal with any trolling 12 year olds as we so mentioned earlier. But it's so much fun! Yes, but because... I'm so tired of getting called faggot by 12 year olds. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Because uh, those prepubescents really know what they're talking about. Exactly. But the one disappointment that I feel with Halo 4 that I think everyone was missing from this game, drivable forklifts. This is clearly the big issue with this game. They took out drivable forklifts. Dude, there were forklifts before? In Halo Reach, they had forklifts <laughs> that you could actually drive around. And these were basically, if you ever got in one, it was an instant you-are-going-to-die machine. <laughs> <laughs> there was no use or purpose whatsoever. So they took out the ability to drive your forklifts in Halo 4. And I think everyone is really sad about this, clearly. Oh, yeah. But but now how are you supposed to get those kills? <laughs> the easy kills. I mean, it's like when, when, when I... Actually, when I played some Halo 3 multiplayer a while back, one of my favorite moments was when I ended up getting the winning kill of the game. It's also the only kill that I got in a game, which was a splatter with a mongoose. <laughs> well, that's always a fun way to get a kill. Because isn't that, like, impossibly hard, usually? With a mongoose, yes. Very hard. But, speaking of that, they do have new vehicles that they have added to Halo 4. Ooh, do tell. You can now have mech fights in Halo 4. They have <laughs> added a vehicle called the Mantis, which is just basically a mech. It has rockets, machine guns, and everything you could possibly to your heart's mech desire. That sounds wonderful. <laughs> Yes, yes, it is so wonderful and delicious. So now, uh, now we don't have to go out and download Hawken, right? No, God no. <laughs> Hawken? You know that that the the free to play mech game that's coming out in December? It's in beta right now. Ah, Andrew cool. Bailey was talking about it. That could be fun. In the meantime, everyone go play World of Tanks. That's another oh, yes. fun free to play thing. In the meantime, everyone go play Halo Four. <laughs> it's not free to play, but it's way better than World of Tanks, I'm guessing. But it's not free to play. What? World of Tanks has physics now! <laughs> <laughs> Yay, physics! 
in version <laughs> eight of the game, they added well, the physics. That was physics. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was kind of crazy the things that you could do before, like without the physics. Oh uh, shoot! You know what? I'll save this conversation for when we have another friend of mine in here as a guest. Ah, he'll be coming in here and reviewing the new Company of Heroes game when that comes out, which is been pushed back to March, I think. <laughs> then we'll probably have him in here earlier than that. Probably, yeah. But he's an avid World of Tanks player, him, his girlfriend, another friend of ours, and actually he got me started on playing World of Tanks too, so I'll have him talk about everything. Ian, join us. Put your hands in the air. Like, like I just don't care. care. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Let me take a screenshot. Take it. F twelve, right? Ian, I saw you. You have a you have a keyboard that you can actually hold in the air. Ian, do it. <laughs> it's just right, F twelve, right? This. I'm so it's done F- with this. No, it's not F twelve. It's print screen. Yeah. Uh, print F- screen. F12 is correct if you're playing a Steam game. <laughs> we're not on Steam. <laughs> but we're not on Steam. Actually, one time, I, what was it? It thought, that I was, it thought that I was in a game that I wasn't running, and then when I opened a new window, I think it was a Google Dug. Hangout, it popped up with the uh, open the Steam community by pressing shift tab in the little <laughs> corner of the Hangout. And I was like, what the heck is going on? <laughs> New game by Steam, Google Hangout. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past them. Hi, Ian's <laughs> face. Oh, hey there. That's wonderful. <laughs> so, anything else to talk about with Halo 4? <laughs> um... Any other burning questions you guys have about it? I do have to say one thing for the uh, the leveling system. Um, I think it's definitely a lot better than the one they had in Reach, which was almost impossible to attain top level in, unless you wanted to spend, like, 12 billion hours doing it. Well, who would want to do that? Mm. No one, unless you want to play a shitty game. But Halo 3's multi, like, multiplayer ranking system involves oh, a lot of like skill-based things where you actually had to be good at the game, and apparently people didn't like that a whole lot. <laughs> Being good at games is overrated. <laughs> you had to be, yeah, you had to be basically MLG in order to get to level 50. Okay. Yeah, I think it was similar to Halo 2's multiplayer, but I didn't play too much of that, so whatever. But this one, this one is still grind-based multiplayer, but it's more similar to like a Call of Duty type, where you can actually unlock new weapons and loadouts. Oh, that's a new thing. You actually have customizable loadouts in this game. Ooh. Yeah. Wonderful. It's very nice. I, I approve. And wonderful new armor abilities that they have, like Promethean Vision, which allows you to see enemies through walls. So does that, does that work the way that the, um, the special abilities did in Reach, like with the, you know, you pick one at the beginning and then you have either a jetpack or becoming invisible or being able to deploy a dome or whatever? Yeah, uh, it's similar to that. You can link them to your different loadouts that you have, and that's basically the, the armor ability that you have. The one thing I do like is running is no longer, sprint is no longer an armor ability. That's just given to everyone. Day. Because I was, I was so concerned sense. about why Spartans couldn't sprint if they had a jetpack on or if they had invisibility. We are the best <laughs> soldiers be in the, the galaxy. We <laughs> can't run. Nope. Running is overrated. Entirely. <laughs> so yeah, that's Boy. standard. Makes way more sense. And yeah, it's a solid game. Any Xbox gamer out there who's listening to this podcast, like, all one of you, go out and get this game. <laughs> <laughs> 
Because neither, neither of my friends, uh, I can tell you. I don't know. I'm, I'm steadily increasing that number. Slowly but surely. Well, none of your friends have taken the survey. I took the survey. Well, you you were you were a guest on the show, so like you had to take the survey. The I only... was required by gunpoint. Because <laughs> yes, I will go to Northfield specifically <laughs> for the sake of tracking you down. You oh, don't hey. understand the way that they they tortured me. The cigarette burns are everywhere. Do not Speak... treat their guests well. Get me out of this. And those are the not vi- and those are the visible scars. <laughs> Speaking Car of Northfield, Ian, fun things. I was in Northfield yesterday. Oh, I'm sorry. What for? For the uh, for the regional cross country meet. Oh, yeah. And and then I realized while we were there, I was like, oh, my mom actually never talked about bringing Ian. How odd. <laughs> and I of course forgot to tell you. Yeah, well, that also would have put her so far out of her way if she had dropped over. Yeah, I suppose it's about an hour drive from here to Northfield. Oh, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that is a ways. It's a bit I, of a ways. I thought it was closer. Nope, it's an hour. Each way. That's why Polar Cubs was a bit of a pain. Mm. 52.8 miles. Not that Spe- I've ever driven that before. Especially when um, when the roads are icy. Mm-hmm. Turns it into a four-hour drive. Oh, boy. It's no fun when you have to do detours and then find yourself in Bell Plain by accident when you were supposed to end up in La Center. <laughs> but that's a story for a different day. Because otherwise <laughs> I'd be rambling. <laughs> All right. So yeah, I think uh, that's pretty much it for today. Sounds good to me. Halo 4 is exciting. Everyone go out and buy it. Mm-hmm. Enjoy. Mm-hmm. And also make sure to watch the live action thing in case you didn't take our suggestions well, before. Is the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my entire life. I thought it was kind of funny how it took them over half of the episodes to get to the point where they were actually under attack. They're trying to build up character development. Oh, They're sure, yes. They're invested in the characters. The, the, char- the characters who seem like Terrible college students at a military academy. Yeah. It made you care, you know? <laughs> Speaking I of that, though, that does tie into the storyline of Halo 4. Like, uh, Lasky is actually a huh. character in the game. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Please and... tell me he's coughing and wheezing and not being able to sprint the whole time. No, he's definitely not that, but, you know, we can, we can hope. <laughs> <laughs> and then Susan was in... Yes, the the actress who played Susan in uh, the Narnia movies, she was the love interest. Mm-hmm. Well, she makes a damn fine love interest. All right, we'll have to agree to disagree there. She had an accent. That obviously means she's hot. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Foreigners are desirable. <laughs> but yeah, they're actually doing a cool thing. They have uh, in Halo 4, this thing called Spartan Ops, where it's basically just like single missions that you can play single, single player or co-op. But they're like, they're bringing out these like special like videos that go along with the Spartans who are doing these things. Mm-hmm. So they've only brought out the first one yet. So they'll bring out, I don't know when the second one's coming out, but when they do that, they'll bring out another like five missions that go along with that video and everything. So yeah. nice. seems to me like 343 is just completely rocking this thing. They really are. I do have to say, I was not disappointed with this game. It was a, it was a wonderful start to the new, I mean, we were all worried when we heard that Bungie wasn't going to be doing it anymore, but I kind of felt like they were doing a poor job after a while, you know? Reach yeah. was one of the biggest disappointments that I had ever had in my entire life. Speaking of Bungie, what in the world have they been working on? No. I, I hear that they're working on getting to space. With a giant slingshot? No, I, didn't, didn't they have that website that they patented, Bungie Aerospace or something? I have no idea. I think that's what I heard. I don't know. 
Hmm. They're, they're working on their own space program. They're becoming the next NASA. An independent NASA. Independent NASA. Well, yes. everything in the space industry is now private sectored, so, yeah. <sighs> ah, here we go. Ba, 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 ba. Oh, yes, Bungie announced the Bungie Aerospace Project slogan per audacia ad astra, meaning daring to the stars. The project is intended to provide independent game developers with publishing resources and support, including access to the Bungie.net platform. On November 18, 2011, Bungie Aerospace published its first game, Crimson Star Pirates, for iOS, developed by startup video game developer Hairbrained Schemes. In addition to publishing and distribu- distributing, oh, discriminating, oh gosh. Discriminating against? Yes. <laughs> Bungie Aerospace also provided players with statistical support and a dedicated discussion forum on Bungie.net. So, looks like they're trying to become, like, Valve? I guess. Not actually doing their own stuff, but, uh, like, helping other developers do that? Well, that's respectable. Yeah. Bungie started out as their own little, like, Brad Tap group of programmers and just kind of made it big once they were working on Halo and Microsoft picked them up. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I guess they're trying to help out the small guy again. How nice. Mm-hmm. Of course. I think we were all hoping that they'd make the long-awaited sequel to their most popular game, Oni. Oh. No. That was, that was yes. a joke. <laughs> I doubt many people will get that joke. Yep. Right now I'm just focusing on the Latin in that statement for their slogan. It's like, hmm, is that actually right? I, I knew you were going to say that. Uh, looks pretty good. Well, you know, the cover The cover of Oni has a chick with, like, purple-black hair and a machine gun, so, I mean, why wouldn't that be everybody's favorite game? Of you which? Terrible what? controls. Oni, what? Oni. Oni has terrible controls, that's why it's not everyone's favorite game. It's a PlayStation 2 third-person shooter, so that's why. Why does it have ah. the Rockstar label on it? Because they helped produce it. Huh. Oh, so that so that was before... Okay. That was before Bungie got eaten up by Microsoft. No, well, that's because all Bungie did once they got eaten up by Microsoft was churn out Halo games. Exactly. They had other games before that, like Marathon and... Oh, Myth? The other one. Myth, yeah. Well, okay. I have I have an issue with that slogan, but that's just me. Sure, yes. Everybody listen to the classics major wine. I can wine if you like, just as long as you have some cheese on hand to go along with it. But mm-hmm. Only if you give me wine. <laughs> yeah, you'll have to wait a few months. Getting there. Not 21 yet? Nope. Could you take any longer? <laughs> I could take 21 years like everyone else. I've got a few months, uh, you know, after Ian to go. Yeah. you got about negative four years. <laughs> Old fart. Right. He is really, especially for someone who just graduated from college. You Shut old up. fart. <laughs> Who's the one who has a real job at this point? You know, there's nothing wrong with prolonging college for as long as possible. I mean, no, not at it was, all. It, it was it was nice. I mean, I wasn't. I just took two years off, so it's not like. Well, you were a trucker for a little while, so I was for six months. I actually drove a truck. So anyway. interesting, <laughs> interesting facts. Facts that aren't fun. <laughs> facts that are things. Well, I, I said fun, but oh, I guess that was a thing as well. <laughs> you have a point. 
things that are facts. <laughs> so, <coughs> excuse me. That was our show on Halo 4. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'm Ian Buck. You can find me on the internet on Google Plus and on my blog, which is ianrbuck.blogspot.com. And I'm on Steam because I'm a gamer. Yay. What? <laughs> when did that happen? <laughs> well, it happened a couple of years ago. Three, almost actually three years ago. Yeah. But that's a story for a different time. Mm-hmm. I am Ian Decker. You can find me on Google Plus, of course, as well as you can find me on Steam as DS Bigfoot. Now you can find me on Guild Wars 2 as Bigfoot5140. I would have had Bigfoot1138 if I could, but they randomly assigned the numbers. Oh, that's that's too bad. Yeah. Oh, well. And I'm your guest, Kyle Shaplowski. You can find me online on Google Plus or on Steam and Xbox Live under the name Trogdor827. If you want to play any Halo 4 with me, I definitely recommend it. Send me an invite. Thanks for listening. Signing off.